Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie East and this is the standard. It's Saturday the 18th of March and this week saw Jeremy Hunt deliver his first budget, a possible breakthrough in NHS strikes, the resolution of the match of the day drama and the 95th Oscars took place. So grab a cuppa and get up to speed on everything you need to know from the week in just seven minutes or so. This is the standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. Wednesday saw Jeremy Hunt deliver his first ever budget as Chancellor. Taking to the floor at the Commons, he said his priority is growth and confirmed the UK will avoid a technical recession this year. Among the new policies were an extension of the energy price guarantee until June and a corporation tax increase. But the main focus was on getting thousands back into the workforce, as Jeremy announced an overhaul of the childcare support system. But not all the new policies seem to have gone down so well, especially Jeremy's surprise decision to scrap the limit on tax-free pension savings. Some have also asked me to increase the lifetime allowance from its £1 million limit. But I've decided not to do that. Instead, I will go further and abolish the lifetime allowance. It was the only permanent tax cut announced, and when all was said and done, Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer certainly was not impressed. But I'm afraid the verdict on this budget is clear. They won't offer change because they can't. And so our course is set. Manage decline. Britain going backwards. The sick man of Europe once again. On Thursday, the Chancellor was out and about busy defending his first budget and the issue that kept coming up was his decision to scrap the £1 million limit on tax-free pension savings. Jeremy says it's all about alleviating the crisis in the NHS. This is a change that is primarily driven because we have a big issue in the NHS, which is doctors reducing their hours or retiring early just at the time the NHS needs them the most. But Shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves says abolishing the pensions cap was the wrong move. The only permanent tax change that the Chancellor announced yesterday was to help the top 1% of people save even more into their pensions. Now, we know there's a problem around doctors, so let's fix the problem for doctors. But this billion pound or more giveaway is the wrong priority when ordinary people are facing a cost of living crisis. Strikes were top of the agenda this week as Monday saw tens of thousands of junior doctors hit the picket lines, marking the start of a three-day walkout in England. Staff were after better wages that kept up with inflation, but Health Secretary Steve Barclay said the government couldn't afford huge pay rises and claimed junior doctors had refused to have a conversation. Uh, We've made an offer of talks with them to discuss pay on the same basis as we have with the other health unions. Those other health unions have accepted. The junior doctors have chosen not to do so and I urge them to come and have those discussions with me as a matter of urgency. The British Medical Association said its members would earn more if they were working in a coffee shop. Junior doctor Rob Lawrenson told Sky News their current salary is an insult. Our argument is that no doctor is worth less than what they would have been worth in 2008. And wages have stagnated for an awful lot of people over the last 10, 15 years. 
but doctors have lost over a quarter of their pay packet in real terms. And they're some of the worst affected members of society. Wednesday saw one of the biggest days of strike action since unrest began, with BBC journalists, teachers, civil servants, rail workers and junior doctors all on the picket lines. Planned teaching strikes in Scotland and Wales had been called off after new pay offers were accepted, but hundreds of schools in England were forced to shut as their dispute continued. Kevin Corton is the Joint General Secretary of the National Education Union and said he wants to see a resolution. So we don't want to have any more strikes, but we want the government to make serious offers that can resolve the dispute. But Thursday finally saw a major breakthrough as health unions reached a £2.5 billion pay deal with the government. It's a big step up from the 3.5% pay rise tabled earlier this year and the RCN, GMB and Unison unions have all said they'll be recommending it to their members. Here's Health Secretary Steve Barclay explaining what that new offer entails. It will be for a 5% pay rise next year, but also an additional lump sum in terms of this year, which is additional to the award through the pay review body, which was on average 4.75%. Meanwhile, there's still no end in sight for the rail disputes, and the first of four planned days of rail strikes went ahead on Thursday. RMT union boss Mick Lynch says they're willing to negotiate with the government, but previous offers just haven't been up to scratch. But they must offer us a better deal. The deal on the table is simply not acceptable but we'll be reasonable in our our stance and we'll work up a settlement with them if they're, they're willing to do so. It was a busy week in the world of defence as details of the AUKUS submarine deal were revealed in a joint news conference between Rishi Sunak, US President Joe Biden and Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese on Monday. It followed a new government review into defence, security and foreign policy which highlighted Moscow's invasion as the most immediate priority but also points to the risk of nuclear conflict. Sunak had already pledged to boost defence spending by £5 billion over the next two years, with £3 billion for nuclear infrastructure and servicing the UK's submarines. The rest will be used to replace weapons sent to Ukraine. Speaking at the launch, Sunak praised the partnership. This is a powerful partnership. For the first time ever, it will mean three fleets of submarines working together across both the Atlantic and Pacific, keeping our oceans free open and prosperous for decades to come. But it wasn't long before Beijing issued a stark warning to Western powers after the launch and accused them of travelling down a dangerous and wrong path. Here's spokesperson Wang Wenbin. The latest joint statement issued by the US, UK and Australia shows that the three countries have gone further down the wrong and dangerous path for their own geopolitical self-interest completely ignoring the concerns of the international community. And just to further complicate matters, tensions rose between America and Russia after a US drone was brought down by Russian jets in international airspace. The incident occurred on Tuesday and took place over the Black Sea, close to the conflict in Ukraine. A Pentagon press secretary said that the MQ-9 drone was chased and had fuel dropped on it by the Russian fighters before it eventually crashed. Uh, To recap, at approximately 7.03 a.m. Central European time, one of the Russian Su-27 aircraft struck the propeller of the MQ-9, causing U.S. forces to have to bring the MQ-9 down in international waters. This incident demonstrates a lack of competence in addition to being unsafe and unprofessional. Anatoly Antonov, the Russian ambassador to the U.S., says Moscow isn't interested in conflict with the United States. We don't want any confrontation between the United States and Russian Federation. We are in favor of pragmatic relations for the interest of the people of the United States and Russian Federation. It's been a roller coaster week for the global banking sector too, with collapses and bailouts happening on both sides of the Atlantic. 
The collapse of US financial institution Silicon Valley Bank last weekend gave rise to worries that it could seriously impact the UK's science and tech sector. But the Bank of England reassured customers there was no systemic risk to the overall UK fiscal system and Jeremy Hunt said the government's working on a plan. There is a serious risk to our technology and life sciences sectors. Uh, I want to reassure people <coughs> I've been in discussions over the weekend until late last night with, with the Prime Minister, mm. the Governor of the Bank of England and uh, we are working at pace on a solution. And in a move supported by the Chancellor and Bank of England, Monday saw HSBC rescue the UK arm of Silicon Valley Bank, buying it for just a single pound, meaning £7 billion of customer deposits are safe. Speaking to BBC Radio 4, British Chambers of Commerce President Martha Lane Fox praised the efforts. That is a testament again to the strength of the UK tech sector and how we have built the networks that have dominated in other countries and I do really think that we should be proud of this. Just two days later, another bank was in trouble, this time the Swiss banking giant Credit Suisse. Their shares had plunged to an all-time low but they were thrown a £45 billion lifeline from the Swiss National Bank on Thursday. Economist Noriel Rubini, who's better known as Dr Doom, certainly lived up to his name. Here he is predicting this could be another layman moment. The problem is that Credit Suisse, by some standards, might be too big to fail, but also too big to be saved. It's not clear that unlike the United States, the federal system has enough resources to engineer a bailout. But despite the worries about the stability of the banking sector, the European Central Bank has confirmed it'll still go ahead with planned interest rate hikes across the Eurozone. Here's ECB President Christine Lagarde making the announcement. Inflation is projected to remain too high for too long. Therefore, the Governing Council today decided to increase the three key ECB interest rates by 50 basis points. Still to come on the standout seven, Lineker took over the news and the Oscars certainly slapped in a nice way this time. Right after this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back. The Linekergate row from last weekend continued into Monday as the BBC found itself in chaos. The match of the day host's suspension over his tweets comparing the government's new asylum policy to Nazi Germany had caused a mini-mutiny. The Saturday night show went ahead with no commentary or punditry and Sunday night's match of the day too had to be reduced to just 14 minutes of programming. The former BBC director of sport Peter Salmon called the situation a mess. Over the last couple of decades there's been a concerted attack by the right wing on the BBC and the BBC I think rather than challenging that has pandered to it. But by Tuesday it had all been resolved. Gary was coming home and will be back on our screens this Saturday. A review of social media guidelines was announced and the BBC apologised to audiences for the disruption as Lineker thanked his colleagues for their solidarity. BBC Director General Tim Davey denied there'd been any political involvement, saying impartiality guidelines would be equally applied to any party. Absolutely not affected by pressure from one party or the other. That is not how we work editorially in the BBC. Um, It's a convenient narrative, it's not true. 
This week saw the government have a closer look at the controversial social media app TikTok. The Chinese-owned video sharing app was under the microscope over concerns it could be used to promote pro-Beijing views or gather user data. It comes after the United States, the EU and Canada banned the use of TikTok on all their official government-registered phones. On Tuesday, Home Office Minister Tom Tugendhat said the cybersecurity experts were looking at the risks posed. Understanding exactly what the challenges that these apps pose and what they are asking for and how they're reaching into our lives is incredibly important. That's why I've asked the National Cyber Security Centre to look into this. And on Thursday, Cabinet Office Minister Oliver Dowden finally confirmed the ban set to take place. He said national security is the top priority. Our security must always come first. And today we are strengthening that security in a prudent and proportionate way. Unfortunately, the ban won't be extended to personal devices of British politicians. So Matt Hancock's influencer side hustle won't be coming to an end anytime soon. I know, gear up for more shaggy dog stories like this. A load of people have been in contact about my shirt that I was wearing last night and they spotted that it's the same one that I auctioned for charity a couple of years ago. And what happened was the guy who bought it then um, then gave it back to me uh, as a gift. And the Oscar goes to everything, everywhere. And the Oscar goes to Michelle Yeoh. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere. Jamie Lee. But on the night, everything everywhere all at once swept the board, taking home seven statuettes, including Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Director and Best Picture. Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for his role in The Whale, All Quiet on the Western Front nabbed four, and even Top Gun bagged a shiny little guy. However, the hotly tipped banshees of Inishirin shocked everyone by failing to nab a single one. The highlight of the evening was Michelle Yeoh becoming the first Asian American to win the Best Actress award and is only the second woman of colour to ever win. This is proof... That dreams dream big and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. <laughs> Never give up. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.